Welcome to Bonjour Bitch. My name is Charlotte and I'm many things, but most importantly for this podcast, I am multicultural and sometimes a bitch. We're going to talk about everything from relationships to daily life, all from a multicultural point of view. Each week, I'll be accompanied by the most amazing guests to delve further into topics that really affect us all. You'd better get ready for it, bitches. Hello, everybody. Today, we have the fabulous Priyanka Deladia, broadcast journalist at BBC News, and she is going to discuss with us today long-distance friendships. Hello, Priyanka. Hello. Thank you for joining us on Bonjour Bitch. How are you? I'm very well. I've had a busy day, but I'm really looking forward to this chat because there is just so much in there that I want to talk about. Yay! Can't wait to hear about it. So tell me a little bit more about where did you grow up and where is your family originally from? So I am Indian. I grew up in Mumbai, which is very busy. Love Mumbai. Very vibrant, very colorful, very multicultural as well. There's a lot of people from from India who travel sort of in different parts of India who kind of come to Mumbai and, you know, build lives there. So it's very similar to London in that sense. Yeah. And I have now been in London for 14 years. Oh, my God. So in a few years' time, I would have been in London for as long as I would have lived in in India, in Mumbai. So in a way, I always tell people that London is my adopted home. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's a home now because I've built my life here. I've got friends here. Of course. And so this is also home, but I can't always say this is home home because I wasn't born here. Yeah. So there's always this confusion. You're like, well, what do you call home? Which is which is a problem where a lot of people who are multicultural face. Like yeah. how, how do you define yourself? What I, is I understand your it, yeah. identity? So I always say that, you know, I am Indian from Mumbai, but I live in London. Yeah, I understand. It's like me growing up in Geneva. For me, it's hometown is Geneva, but home is London. Okay. I've been living here for yeah, 13 years now. So okay. I'm, I'm nearly getting to that pivotal you, point yeah, as well. Yeah. And so do you still have family that live in Mumbai? I do. All my family are in Mumbai. So I am here by myself. Oh, wow. Uh, so all my friends, so growing up, all my friends are in Mumbai. And so I do have friends here as well. <laughs> so it's like, so it's not like everyone's there. But uh, so, yeah, my parents are there. My brother's there. So, yeah. And do you go back away often? I have to, because if I didn't, my mum would disown me. She would like outright say, what are you doing with your life? Do you even know me? So no, I do go back every year. Uh, nice. And it's really nice to go back as well because I get to spend time with my friends and yeah. my family. And I always feel like, you know, when you need to recharge your batteries and you're like, I've had enough London because London is exhausting. Yeah, I, and I think you love London more when you come back to London. Absolutely, absolutely. I was in Delhi last year for work for three months. Now, Delhi is a funny place because it's not really home for me. So, you yeah. know, it's like just because you're from India doesn't mean... And also, I've been to Delhi and Mumbai and actually a few years ago went from Delhi to Mumbai on the same trip and it's completely different. It is, isn't it? Like, yeah. I think Mumbai is cooler. Oh, I remember getting to Mumbai <laughs> and within a few hours I was like, I could live here. I it's love it. It's so great. It's very, I found it very open-minded, yeah. very modern, but still with traditions. And Absolutely. I really, really enjoyed it. And I, it's on, like, you have the sea. 
So, yeah, you know, oh, that's that, that was the best part. So, yeah, so I feel like I spent three months there last year. And so I was ready to come home. Yeah, and by I can imagine. Home, I meant London. London. And that's when I'm like, oh my God, yeah, this is home. If you yeah. miss, if you have that feeling where you're like, I'm missing a certain place, that place becomes home. Yeah, it does. It really, really does. So, what made you decide to leave Mumbai? So, I always wanted to work in radio. And I always wanted to work for the BBC, I don't know why, because I suppose it was always like the biggest uh, media company there is. Yeah. And they did so much amazing radio work and they still do. So that was my aspiration. So I did move to London for that reason, to get like, to study uh, radio broadcasting, etc. And I did end up working for the company that I always yay. dreamed of working for, so yay. And uh, so yeah, and then decided, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll stay here for a bit. So how old were you when you moved here? So this is like me giving my age away now. So thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so I was 21. Okay. I was 21 when I moved here. So very, very young. That's amazing. Yeah. And were you scared initially? No, interestingly, because I never planned to stay. So I hated London. I was like, Oh, I just, you know, it's, I don't like the city. The people are cold. It's cold. The weather. Oh my God, it's always raining. Yeah. And as somebody who grew up in a warm climate, you can never justify living somewhere where it's gray and miserable and it's always raining. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to stick around here. You know, there's, there's, there's no way I'm going to be here. So I'm going to go back and no. So one thing led to another and, you know, I ended up staying here for as long as I did. And now I have part, I like, I found parts of London that I really like that I feel like, you know what? I can relate to this. Yeah. I think London also has a way of keeping you and it has a way of making up for the shit weather and the grayness it does. and you know with culture and yeah. exhibitions and food and, gigs. and everything like literally everything else makes up for it so there is a lot going on it, it's a pretty cool place definitely tell me how it was leaving your friends and family behind how did it affect you I would say everything's been really positive in the sense, of course, you miss your family. Of course, um, you know, you're going to miss your friends, etc. Because, you know, these are the people who are your foundation, really. You've sort of grown up with them, etc. But I definitely feel and I would recommend this to anybody. You have to move away from home. If you can move to a different country, that's amazing. But you need to do that because you're going to push yourself and you're going to challenge yourself in ways that you never, ever would if you stayed in one place. So I feel that it's been a great experience because you kind of become a lot more independent and you kind of learn to make decisions on your own. And I find that really rewarding. So that's been the benefit of being away. Uh, the downside is like I said you know sometimes you really just want to you just want your friends around you just want your family around and you need that support and you miss the sort of everyday things you know like one of of the things that I used to do was always like go home and just potter about with my mum and I'd literally tell her everything about my day and which was nice and I can't do that now not in the way that I would have you know if I was living at home and of course those are the aspects that I miss but now 
I guess my mum just sends me really random emojis, which she wouldn't have <laughs> if, if I was at home. Which mum doesn't, honestly, I think is one of those things. And then the more developed phone they get, the more I emojis know. they find. And then they just, has your mum discovered that she can make herself an emoji yet of herself? No, she hasn't. Oh, God. Well, wait until that happens because okay. my mum discovered it. And then I now have my mum as an emoji. Oh, wonderful. Sending me kisses, having <laughs> her brain blown up. Like, it's amazing. Oh, my God. She sends one of those. Honestly. You know, you mentioned obviously moving to London and yes, you leave your friends and family behind. Did you ever feel lonely initially? No, I was quite lucky in the sense, the kind of circles that I came across. So when I moved to London for studies, I was doing my master's here. So I found, I've always found people at different stages in my life, if that makes sense. Like I've always had a support network at different stages in my life. So when I moved here, I had a girl who was from Mumbai who sort of, you know, we became really, really good friends. And then she left. But by that point, I was with my ex then for a really long time. So that was my sort of support system. And then when uh, I sort of, we broke up, I ended up sort of getting a new set of friends. So in a weird kind of way, I've always had somebody, I don't know if it's a case of you've seeked people consciously because you feel like, you know, you wanted to be around other people. Or if I was being really spiritual about it, it is it is literally a case of people come into your life and people go, but you'll always find the people coming back. Or do you know what I mean? Yeah, Does totally. that even make sense? And did you notice that the people that were in your life or your circle of friends, are they mainly of Indian origin or are they multicultural themselves? Or are they mainly British? Have you noticed some sort of pattern? So I tend to have a diverse circle of friends. So some of my closest friends are people I've known from university. So when I went to study, they were from different parts of the world. Then I've made a lot of friends who sort of grew up here as well. So they're British or they're sort of multicultural in the sense they have like a mixed background, etc. But I think living in London, that's the most natural thing to happen. You know, it's like the people. In fact, I think I know one other person who is Indian who lives here. Yeah. But the rest of my friends are literally from from everywhere. I do also think, though, that when you've yourself grown up elsewhere than London or you're yourself multicultural in that sense that, you know, you've adopted a different culture now, you also attract that around you. The other day I was looking at my very close circle of friends we all speak several languages, most of us, yeah. because I think it's something that you realize that you're on the same wavelength of somebody else, you know, that Absolutely. you can understand that you can think in several languages and you can talk in several languages. And I just think, I just realized it the other day and I thought, hmm, interesting, maybe it's that you attract people that are like-minded and one of those like-minded things is that. Absolutely. And so interesting you should mention that because, you know, it's it's so true when you think about it. I think it is a case of what is the thing you attract your tribe or something yeah. is, isn't it like your it, it's i think i've seen it on like t-shirts millennial yeah it really is isn't it <laughs> and but it, it's so true because it's like yourself when you look at the people who are 
in your core group yeah. of friends and you're like the reason why you're actually also why would you want to hang out with somebody who is who has nothing in common with you true fair and, enough and obviously yeah it's great to have people with diverse backgrounds around you because they can challenge you in different yeah. ways and absolutely but when you think about the people who are your core group of friends you need to have something in common so it doesn't mean that if you're multicultural they also need to be multicultural no. but it's that openness right so it's like if you are somebody who is open to trying a lot of different things you'll naturally attract people who also want to explore yeah do you know what i mean definitely You went to University of Westminster. Yes. I did too. Did you? Yeah. Fellow alumni. Yay. What did you study? Uh, marketing communications. Nice. So you were in central London. Harrow. No. See, that w- I was in Harrow. If anybody lives in Harrow, it's a lovely place. It is. There are nice parts of Harrow. It's just very, it's far. very far away. It's so far. I didn't understand that because, you know, when I when I was moving, I was like, great, I'm moving to London. And then they're like, yeah, no, me you're, too. Yeah. you're in the media campus. You're, yeah. you're going to be in Harrow. Great. Yes. So what year did you study? I studied from 2006. Oh, yeah, 2006, 2009. That was my years. Okay. Yes, I was 2009 alumni. Yes, okay. that's it. I think I was 2006 to 2000. I only did the one year, so the master's oh. is only for a year. So I think it was 26. Yeah, I did my bachelor. So I did the three years. Yeah. I did, I was, I remember going from Geneva, I'm moving to London, fabulous. I landed in Luton, which was the weirdest first experience of arriving in London. I feel sorry for you. I yes. refuse to go. To, I literally refuse to fly out. I've of Luton. never been back. Good. Which was yeah, thirteen years ago. So I've never been back. Okay. And got myself to the campus, settled into my student accommodation. Were you staying in the halls? Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the modern ones. Yes. They're so good. I think they're like the nicest student accommodation I've come across. They were good, but. I had been at boarding school for several years, so I was very used to being independent. However, all of the other people I was living with were let loose for the first time in their life. Oh, I see. Okay. So within about six months, it got to a point where my belongings that were in the kitchen, for example, were no longer mine, and it just became... Student life. Yes. Okay. Um, So... I moved to Fulham with a friend. Okay. And then I was commuting from Fulham to Harrow every day, which was long. Wow. I I literally, why? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I I honestly don't know. I can understand because it's Harrow. It's it's far. It was just, I wanted to be in London. I came from Geneva. I wanted to be in the city life. I wanted to be able to go out. I wanted to do all of that. But yeah, I was on the Harrow campus. So I remember it very, very well. But yeah. So University of Westminster is very international, as we both know. Yes. Very, very international. How did your new friendships develop there? And where were your new friends from? So my class was very interesting because I studied my master's in international journalism, which means that we were all journalists. So everybody who was on my course had some kind of journalism background. They had they were all working journalists who moved to London to study for their master's course. So there were people from literally everywhere. There were people from Lebanon, 
There was a Palestinian. There wow. was a girl from South Africa, Vietnam, China. So it was extremely diverse. And I think in, in a way, I'm really glad that it was because, you know, we had a different master's course at the university as well, which was mainly for British students, which I thought was really strange. Yeah. Because it, it felt like it was a strange kind of segregation. Uh, you know, so you have all these British students on the one side and you have, hey, a bunch of, you know, international students all thrown in together. Yeah. Because I think the expectation was that, oh, you know, they're just going to be here for a year and then just we don't care what they go and do after. Yeah. Um, but having said that, it was really nice because I got to learn about so many different people, culture, yeah. cuisine. Because, you know, every time you have a house party or there's someone around, yeah, you can just be like, okay, great. What are we trying today? So I ended up making some of my really good friends from university as well. People I've um, visited, seen, um, you know, still keep in touch with. And that's actually a really nice thing to know that, you know, I could I could go travel to some part of the world. And I know that I'll know somebody yeah. because of university. That's so nice. At the end of your degree, did most of your class stay in the UK or did they go back to their home countries? So a lot of them did. Yeah, a lot of them did. There was one of my best friends. She moved to Russia. She was here for a little bit, moved to Russia, then came back to London. Another friend of mine, one of my closest friends as well, he stayed here for a bit and then moved to Vietnam. And now he's in Canada. So, you know. And where is he originally from? He's Vietnamese. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So a lot of them have now left. I think the only other person I know from university who has stayed is a Dutch guy. How have you managed to maintain these relationships over the years? Obviously, if you know you all were at uni together and then you're now all over the world. Yeah. It's difficult to maintain friendships when everybody's in different places. Obviously, you know, we went to university at a time where social media was just starting Mm. or, you know, was just developing and it was mainly Facebook rather than anything else. True. And I don't know how it was for you, but for me, Facebook you played a huge part in staying in touch with people initially. Yeah. But obviously, you need to make a little bit more of an effort. True. Rather than just stalking people on Facebook. True. I don't know how you, like, interact <laughs> with people. <laughs> but thanks for that little bit of information. And um, I think, yeah, social media does help. Facebook was great initially at keeping in touch with people, but then you realize now people's feeds are just about basically random things. Yeah, it is now. But I feel like there are, I mean, you know, in a classroom of 15 people, 20 people, you know, you'll only end up having very good connection with maybe about six of Mm. them, if that, if that makes sense. And you always try and sort of keep in touch with them whenever you can. But I think there are some friendships that you don't really need to keep in touch with them all the time. Uh, You could literally pick up from where you left off. And I think that is the beauty about some of these friendships that you develop. So a friend of mine that I saw recently has moved to Morocco. She's Moroccan, her husband is Romanian. And they decided they just wanted to move to Morocco, live by the seaside, which is great, set up a little business, etc. And I haven't seen her since she moved. So it was like summer 20, 2019. Okay. Or like, no, actually, maybe maybe before that, maybe around 2018. But I haven't yeah. seen her 
in like over a year and then you know I spent some time with her and it was just so nice to catch up with somebody so I feel like rather than always keeping in touch Mm. with people there is something quite charming about having those connections where you are in touch with them but not always but when you do meet up you just have so much to catch up on yeah and that's nice I agree it, it, it's like your life doesn't always have to be on social media 24 7 there is sometimes it's good to have a little bit of mystery because then when you do meet up you're like hey this happened and that happened and that's kind of nice yeah and it whittles down to quality over quantity it I does. think I think so and you know you have that excitement it's like one of my best friends um she's Tunisian French and we met when we were studying Spanish together when we were 15. Yeah. And we've never lived in the same city. Right. And she lived in Tunisia for a time, then in France, in different places in France. And we'd always try and meet up at least once a year, once every two years when yeah. we were younger. And now we try and do at least once a year. But even, you know, I think as you grow older, your schedules Absolutely. catch up with Absolutely. you. And then, you know, partners and this and that. And But every time we see each other, it's straight from where we left off and that's nice and we can just talk for hours on end like, she, sure you should you a... should get her on the podcast yeah the next I, know, time you I, see know, her. I know i know that'll be like crazy your 12 though. episodes oh, done yeah all in one go with her <laughs> done on the other hand you've seen friendships fizzle out absolutely like you mentioned yeah. and why do you think they did i think it's as you mentioned you know there's there's life that gets in the way maybe sometimes you even grow as a person and then you realize like actually maybe you don't feel the same kind of connection with people um, or I don't know. It's weird because like the people I've always wanted to keep in, uh, keep in touch with, I would have been in touch with them anyway. So there's very few people I'm like, I think it's a Scorpio in me, you know, where I'm like very black and white with people. So it's like, if I don't like somebody, I am literally not going to make any effort oh, with you. I feel that way too. So it's like, <laughs> and if I do like them, there's a reason why you're in my life. And if I care very much about you, I'm making sure you'll stay. Whereas the other, so it's it's easy to yeah. sort of have people in your life. Is there ever a friendship you've lost that you regret losing with hindsight? Maybe when I was younger. That you feel that you didn't try hard enough or that you feel that somehow it was because of you or that you could have factored into why it ended? Maybe, yeah. I think sometimes egos come into the picture as well which I'm yeah. sure uh, but I think as you get older you either realize why someone is important to you and you make sure they're in your life that's a really interesting question oh, thank you because it's kind of made me go like counting down all the <laughs> friends that I have and it's like why am I not in touch with them but I think when I think about the reasons maybe why I'm not in touch with somebody it's like it's, it literally is it's as clear as we're just not on the same page anymore yeah. or you know you have grown up to be a different person or sometimes, I don't know, you just feel like, yeah, I think it's when you're not on the same page, nine out of 10 times. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree, <laughs> I agree with that. And I also think that, you know, you grow up differently, especially when, you know, I look at it that, yes, I grew up in Geneva and I left Geneva when I was 18. And a lot of my friends from school, everybody left Geneva to study. Yeah. Some people stayed, but then, 99% of people went back to Geneva. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And they've all got their families yeah. there now. And Geneva is small. Like, it's really small. Mm. And it's beautiful, but 
I, you know, I'm Facebook friends with some of them still and everything. And I see that they've all reconnected amongst themselves. Yeah. They all go to the same restaurant still. They all go to the same places still. And I think it's got to that point as well where sometimes I look at it and I think, oh, do I miss not seeing those people or talking with them? Yeah. Or... Do I just miss what it represented at that time when we were all in Geneva together? Yeah. I just feel that having moved away such a long time ago, we're in different places, not Absolutely. just physically, but even mentally as yeah. well. And we have a way of looking at things in the world in a very different way now. Absolutely. But also, I think as you as you get older and if you move around, et cetera, et cetera, you are going to come across so many people yeah. in your life. And then you literally, it is a case of, making a choice about where you are in your life what you need in your life and the people you want to keep yeah. so it's 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 almost natural for i don't know how people have time in their day to accommodate like 25 or 30 people no oh, i have no idea I, I barely have time to accommodate my husband and my two dogs so <laughs> <laughs> let's well, let alone more people what do you think is the best part of having friends all over the world other than having free accommodation everywhere? The travel. I love the travel. I love that I can just sort of go somewhere. So I'm going to Singapore um, next month. Amazing. Because of an event that's happening and like some of my closest friends from Mumbai are going to be there. So that's nice. very exciting. But already I know at least two other people who live there, who, you know, either from university or for someone I know from back home. So that's great. Uh, that you always have someone who either is in the country who can show yeah. you around, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think traveling for somebody who loves to travel is amazing. Have you got to that point though, where everybody's got engaged from those friends, and everybody has decided to get married the same year across the world? No, that hasn't happened. But I'm hoping Good my best friend does not luck. get married this year because I already have a wedding to go to. I can't tell her, please don't get married, but she literally. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't want her to get married well, this year. Well, she'll know now. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember the year I got married in 2018. So my husband and I got married. And that same year was the year we've been invited to the most weddings oh, ever. Wow. We were guests at 10 other weddings. What? Not one of them was in the UK. There was Panama, Mexico, Spain several times, Italy, and... That's when you realize, yes, it's lovely having friends all around the world, but man, when they all decide to get married the same year or have babies the same year, oh, wow. it becomes very complicated and expensive. On the bright side, I'm sure you had a great time oh, yeah. all year round. Amazing exactly. year. See, there Amazing are some parts to year. It. And, you know, I had to justify buying new outfits for all of these Absolutely. weddings. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Perks, perks. It's time for the bitch fire round. So I will ask you a question, giving you two choices. Okay. So the example is dog or cat. Cat. Okay. And then the quicker will go as we go along. Okay. Sounds good. Netflix or Prime? Uh, Prime. Bath or shower? Shower. Oh, hesitation. ASOS or Zara? Zara. Sweet or savory? Savory. Coffee or tea? Tea. Winter or summer? Summer. City or countryside? City. Vintage or new? Um, new. Instagram or Twitter? Twitter. Oh, interesting. 
And on that note, uh, what is your social media handle? So I am at... I'm, I'm wondering... Do you what, remember it? I do remember it, because, <laughs> but I never used Twitter... I never use my work Twitter. I have a oh. different Twitter that I use and it's an anonymous account. And oh. obviously because it's an anonymous account, I'm not going to give it away. No, obviously not. But no. if you have a work account um, on any social media you, platform. Please edit that out. <laughs> because I'm like, hey guys, I have an anonymous account and this is what I talk about. And then even my friends don't know about it, which is interesting. Oh. But I talk about dating there and it's hilarious because it's it's a great way to interact with people without them knowing who you are. And I'm like, this is amazing. So which is why I said Twitter over Instagram. Oh. And also I'm getting a little sort of put off by Instagram. I feel like there's just too much of it. Yeah, fair you enough. Know, I don't have time to post pictures every day. Yeah, no. And everybody looks the same. So no. On that note, yes. Uh, my um, my Twitter, work Twitter is at Priyanka, which is P-R-E-A-N-C-A. Perfect. And so thank you very much for coming on to it's Bonjour Bitch today. It's been a pleasure chatting with you about long Likewise. distance friendships. And I hope that you've all enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Bye. Remember to tune in next Monday for a brand new episode. And please rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does help us out. We'll see you then. Au revoir, bitches. Bye.